0: Welcome to Locked On NFL, your daily podcast on the National Football League, on the number one daily sports podcast network. Today's episode of Locked On NFL is brought to you by Built Bar, and remember, with promo code LOCKEDON, you get $10 off your first box of Built Bars at builtbar.com. We've got a Twitter Thursday. Happy Thursday to everybody out there. There's a little bit of news before we get into those Twitter questions, and by the way, I am at BD Peacock. Matt is at Williamson NFL. You don't have to wait for us to ask for those questions. You could just tag us anytime if you want to get involved with one of the Twitter Thursdays here on Locked On NFL. Matt, there is a little bit of news, though, before we get going. Something jumped out to me, though, that I think that we should have some fun with because it's, it's bordering on ridiculous now with the love that some people have and the expectations some people have for Saints backup quarterback Taysom Hill, who's a fun player. But Jay Glazer from The Athletic said he believes that Taysom Hill is, quote, the guy for the Saints after Drew Brees retires. He said, quote, it's no smoke screen. He's the guy. Sean Payton loves him. But it's not just him. The whole team loves him. And then Glazer went even further to say that Taysom Hill is like a bigger Lamar Jackson.
1: Sean Payton is a super bright offensive mind. And realizes when he gets Taysom Hill the ball, good things happen, and goes so far as to snap the ball to him when Drew and not snap the ball to Drew Brees. So that speaks volumes of what they think of this guy. And I never would pretend to know what Belichick or Peyton or any of these guys are thinking, but I do think there's some jealousy, intrigue. I'm not sure what words to use of, boy, I wouldn't mind running my offense like the Ravens do with something like that. Boy, is that hard to prepare for. Boy, is you know is it effective right now. And it makes me think that that style of offense is not going away. That's fine. And, of course, they know Taysom Hill a gazillion times better than I do. But he has six completions in 13 attempts in the NFL. I mean, six completions in 13 attempts – In his age 28 and 29 seasons. He is a great athlete. He's a great special teamer. I mean, every team would love to have him. I'm sure his teammates adore him. But can you sit back in the pocket and deliver the football, let alone do it at, you know, a fraction of the Drew Brees accuracy and, you know, anticipation? Uh, You would have to totally redo your offense Uh, Jay Glazer is more in than me, but I think Hill is a gadget guy until the cows come home.
0: Yeah, he's a nice, fun guy. The reason he works is because he's used the way he is now, and you already have Drew Brees at quarterback. He's going to be 31 years old in the 2021 season after Drew Brees retires, and right now he's only attempted 13 passes in his NFL career. I don't know how you could ever expect him to be your backup quarterback, throwing that few times, let alone be a future starter and compare him to somebody like... Lamar Jackson, which is somewhat
1: absurd. Yeah, and teams tell you what they think. I mean, Jake Glazer's information might be spot on, but if they were so high on him, would they have made Bridgewater like the highest paid backup in the league last year and then go get a huge name and Jameis Winston as a backup this year? You know, like uh, their actions and their roster moves speak very differently.
0: I saw a great stat about Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. It was that... Jameis Winston has completed more passes to New Orleans Saints players than Taysom Hill has.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've heard that too, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah I love some receivers, little... Yeah, right, right, Yeah,
0: So, um, yeah, I, that's just a fun story. And those aren't, those aren't quotes from Sean Payton. Glazer might be having a little bit too much fun here in the offseason and going too far with what he feels like the Saints feel like about Taysom Hill, but... An interesting story, and uh, I'm it I think is. most people out there aren't really buying it.
1: No, I'm not either, but I, I think that Saints fans should love him, his teammates should love him. He makes playing against the Saints much more difficult, but going from 13 passes over two years to throwing the ball anywhere close to how Drew Brees does is a big jump.
0: We will get to those Twitter Thursday questions. Uh, there's some more I want to talk about here first, Matt, though, and some reinstatements around the league Alden Smith officially reinstated former 49er former Raider he was a shooting star in the league well documented his problems 31 years old now officially reinstated he was signed earlier this offseason by the Dallas Cowboys and another guy on the other side of the ball that's had a similar career arc in Josh Gordon who is now applying for reinstatement to the league? I wonder if he saw Alden Smith get reinstated and say, "Hey, you know what? That's a great idea. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's give this one more shot."
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I root for these guys. I mean, I don't have their rap sheets in front of me, but from what I recall from both of them, most of them are substance related. They're not putting your hands on a woman or you know doing you know criminal things in my mind. So I root for them. They're both, I guess they have a lot of similarities in that, wow, are they talented, and wow, were their good moments in the league, you know, very, very high. And I'm glad teams are continuing to take, you know, not massive risks on them, but they're rolling the dice and giving them a shot. And, you know, we had a locked-on Cowboys host on yesterday, and if Dallas can get a little bit of Alden Smith, I mean, 25 snaps a game, third and longs, crucial situations, that could pay off huge for them.
0: Yeah, Alden Smith, thirty-one. Uh, how how old is Josh Gordon? I don't have his age in front I of me. I, I would put more. I would bet that Josh Gordon, just because he's played more recently, Alden Smith hasn't played since twenty fifteen, and and both wow, were were time. freaky good at one point in time. I wouldn't expect much from either rotational guys, but I would probably expect more from Josh Gordon if he were reinstated than Alden Smith.
1: I guess. I mean, we have seen him recently. He didn't blow my socks off recently though either.
0: How about this one, Josh Rosen? Uh this is NFL Network reporting that some teams have called the Dolphins about Josh Rosen, which Josh Rosen, which is not surprising cuz he is, you know, the odd man out there in Miami. Maybe long-term backup after Fitz Magic, but they've got Tua now. They might need three quarterbacks going into the air because of Tua's hip, but they probably aren't getting much with those offers from Rosen. And if you're Josh Rosen, it'd probably be nice just to stay with one team one more year and have two off, uh, the same offensive coordinator for two straight years for the first time in his career.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I would be calling about Rosen right now. I, I mean, I really liked him coming out of school, and I'm not going to defend him. I mean, he's played horrifically in the NFL. I mean, he's been one of the worst quarterbacks in the league now both years running on the two basically worst teams and worst offensive lines in the league. But, you know, what if he were – I mean, I, I always bring things back to the Steelers. But, I mean, a situation like that where clearly there's a starter, you know, the same team. I mean, if, uh, somewhere where there's an older starter. I would have said Green Bay, but, you know, they just drafted their guy. Um, somewhere a pocket passer that's had a lot of success over the years. Grab him on the cheap and bring him to camp and see what you got. I mean, the, the Patriots have done this a lot, and maybe that's on a bad landing spot, is just go get high-pedigree players, you know, old first-round picks, guys you had good grades on coming out of their colleges. Buy them for $0.10 cents on the dollar. Bring as many of them to your building as you can, and if one out of five hits to some degree, they could hit big, especially a quarterback i mean again i hate to bring it back to the steelers but the steelers picked up paxton lynch for nothing this year like great <laughs> you know it doesn't it doesn't hurt you at all if he's horrendous there's
0: a better chance that rosen's gonna have more value after this season than he does right now and with tua and with fits uh, i think it's probably smart that you just sit on rosen one more year hope he d- develops a little more and and if he has a chance to play and plays Kind of well, and then two is your guy later, then maybe you have an opportunity to trade Rosen and get a little bit more for him. But you would get so little for Rosen right now, it's probably not yeah. even worth moving him.
1: Yeah, that's what I was looking from the other perspective of, yeah, I'll give you a six or seven throw. Yeah, to pick exactly.
0: Because those are the offers you're going to get. So if you can get him for that, then it would definitely be worth a flyer.
1: Right. And how much longer is this going to play? I mean, is he going to be in the league two years from Right. I don't yeah.
0: Know. So you still need a long term plan there if you're Miami uh, as a backup. and And who knows? Maybe two is never ready. So what if Fitz goes down, you trade Rosen, and Tua's not quite ready early in the season, what do you do?
1: Yeah, and sometimes people are just late bloomers, and Rosen wasn't considered uh, the the most, I don't know. I I mean, there were some not some character flaws with him, but not the best favorite guy to be around and thought he was the smartest guy in the room. And maybe he's grown up a little bit and realizes, i got to change my ways to be successful in this league, and he can throw it. We got to move on to the tweets, but real quick, yeah.
0: do you have a, an opinion on either Carlos Hyde or Devontae Freeman that apparently the Seattle Seahawks are both interested in right now, those free agent running backs?
1: Yeah, apparently Seattle offered Freeman a deal. He wanted more, which makes me think other teams probably have done this in this during the process, and Freeman is, just has a little inflated value of himself. Uh, you're also here in Philly on Hyde. But this just screams to me that you can't trust. They also drafted one, you know, DJ Dallas, Um, Carson and or Penny are not going to be early picks in my fantasy draft. I can tell you that. I mean, they don't (laughs) they obviously don't trust them to be very healthy right
0: now. In fact, I would probably be targeting either Hyde or Freeman if they were picked up because they would go very late in drafts. And who knows, they might end up being the guy in Seattle by the end of the year with that situation.
1: I mean, I think Freeman could help a team. I'm not that Hyde's bad. They'll both be in the league but Freeman end up might end up with 200 carries somewhere this year.
0: All right, let's get to those Twitter Thursday questions next.
1: Folks, we've told you a lot about built bars and built bars sent me a, uh, a free box. And that lasted about five minutes in my house. Since then I've re-upped. I am a fan. My family is a fan. It's a protein bar that really tastes like a candy bar. And it comes in 16 amazing flavors Eight of them are chocolate and nut flavors, and eight of them are chocolate and nut-free flavors. So they're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are super healthy as well. They're great for the health-conscious guy or lady or whomever. Uh, Lose and maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. These Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. So um, go to BuiltBar.com, use our promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get ten dollars off your first order. Use promo code locked on, all one word, for ten dollars off at builtbar.com. You'll be happy about it.
0: Always thankful for all those that get involved in our Twitter Thursday segments and who holler back at us throughout the week at Beattie peacock, at Williamson NFL twitter thursday or any other episode here it's the off season so we'll have time to filter through questions on other shows
1: that first segment went a little long so maybe we'll carry one or two over tomorrow too uh, i feel like we shortchange our twitter people sometimes yeah, and
0: sometimes we can't get long-winded and yeah we'll hit three questions when we were wanted to hit eight and so exactly yeah. it, it
1: happens.
0: <laughs> absolutely so yeah we could definitely hit some more of these tomorrow let's go with nick to start on twitter who said well, the NFL stream practices this year in a much larger scale with the current demand for sports and nothing else on TV. That's an interesting concept there. What do you think? A little uh, oh. televised training camp.
1: What do you think? I mean, uh, well, it first wouldn't of be all, a hard knock situation. Just stick a camera on the sidelines and hear coaches yell. And I mean, uh, people come to training camp and love it. I mean, it's not the worst idea i ever heard. It yeah. wouldn't be all that invasive.
0: I could see it being more of a show on, you know, one of the big networks, NFL network, where and they kind of already do that check in and training camp, but even have more mm-hmm. of a play by play of it and have someone locally who's there and like, OK, this is the guys that are on the field right now looking at the, you know, whatever the Ravens offense and Lamar Jackson's doing this and that. And so uh, I think that would be fun for fans. Well, one thing the teams won't want people videoing their practices. So like that's yes. that's one big thing. Um, I think if they're the sessions that are available already to the media, then sure. Why not televise as much as you can, whether it's locally, nationally, give us something. Uh, if it's the closed practices, then I think there's zero chance because teams are just, they don't want that on tape and I I wouldn't blame them.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a hundred percent true. I mean, again, the the Steelers have a a thing they call Friday night lights once, once in training camp where. They go to Latrobe High School and they fill it full of like 10,000 fans. That could be on, you know, that, that should be televised because they do it, they play it up, they do backs on backers, they, you know, they really make it an energetic practice. There's a lot of team going to that one is fun and they realize there's a ton of people there and there certainly could be a Ravens Brown scout, whatever. So I would televise something like that, but you're 100% right. Most coaches, every coach is not going to want a camera all the time on their practices. And folks, I know you guys are jonesing for football, and I'm super fortunate to have gone to a lot of NFL practices. They're not as much fun as you think. (laughs) (laughs) They're
0: fun if you're really looking for something specific and you're taking notes and you have, you know, you can can have some small takeaways, but you're not going to go there and be like, hey, let's have a beer and have popcorn and have fun and watch this super exciting fun contest.
1: Right. You watch special teams for 20 minutes and you've seen enough special teams.
0: Let's move on to Joe. He says, based on the trades, free agent additions, strong draft. Do you believe the Ravens have done enough to overtake the Chiefs in the AFC?
1: I think they stand alone in their own elite tier. And I often say the Saints and Niners are also in that tier in the NFC. So I absolutely think that they could win the Super Bowl this year you know, overtake the Chiefs. Uh, I don't see the Chiefs as this patriot big bad wolf that nobody can beat. I think Baltimore's right there with them. And I think Baltimore's now better than when we saw them last. If I had to power rank them, I'd still put Kansas City a little ahead of them.
0: Let's say your your only goal was that you had to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Would you be trying to stop their offense or would you be trying to score more on your offense?
1: Well, don't you think Denver is telling us their answer?
0: Yeah, exactly. And to that's, some degree,
1: so is Oakland. Or yeah. Oh, Vegas.
0: Right, yeah. And, and that's kind of where I was going with this. It sounds like yeah. Denver's like, well, let's score more. And, and we'll I don't, I don't disagree and with Judy
1: that. Judy and, yeah. you know, Edwards and, you know, every Hamler and every fast guy we possibly can. We hate playing against the Chiefs so much, not because of Mahomes and Reid. Obviously, they have a lot to do with it. But they're so fast at every position we can at least duplicate that. I mean, that's not to say Drew Locke or Carr or Mariota is going to be Mahomes, but we can get similar speed in our five skill guys. So I think that's what people are doing. You know, not that they're ignoring their defenses. Denver's got a good D, but the resources are going into Sutton, Fant, you know, Judy Hamler. I mean, that I think they're telling us what they're th- what they think. Win shootouts.
0: It's going to be interesting, man. In two thousand twenty-one, when the Ravens. Knock off the Chiefs, make it to the Super Bowl to face uh, the other NFC version of Lamar Jackson with the New Orleans Saints and Taysom Hill.
1: (laughs) Right, right. Bound to happen.
0: (laughs) All right. Let's see here. Justin wants to know. He says, uh, let's let's say NFL teams can open operation. Will teams have a rookie mini camp, then OTAs and then go do training camp? What would the timeline be for teams? How much of a break will teams ideally need between the two?
1: I think rookie mini camps have come and gone and that yeah. ship sailed. I mean that that was all online zoom, you know, no real football. I don't think that even if all the everything opens they'll go back and have some kind of rookie mini camp. Maybe they would do a, you know, a 3-day long weekend type mini camp between now and when camp opens, but that sounds awfully optimistic to me. I mean, I'd be thrilled if camp just opened at a reasonable time.
0: Right. I think right now everything's going to be virtual until training camp opens in July. I think that's the timeline, and they're going to try to get that on track to be everything in a row from there on to the regular season uh if it does open up earlier i could definitely see teams having that one mini camp in person some like little ota thing like you said for a weekend before training camp happens you know some point at the end of june or maybe early july but um likely it's yeah once everybody gets together it'll be day one of training camp and then and and you're just i'm still crossing my fingers that that happens to be honest. Yeah, so, right,
1: yeah. Right. yeah, that'd be great. I mean, if you told me right now, training camp would open on time, I'd do cartwheels like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, And it might, I mean, I'm not saying it won't. But from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, if you know the answer to this, but facilities are opening right now. But unlike college, like again, I'm gonna use my Steeler example. Like, if you look at the Steeler facility, there's a wall right down the middle and everything on the right is pit and everything on the left is the Steelers well, I worked three years at Pitt and everything on that right side is football because the ticket people are back at campus and the the money and the business and the marketing people. They're not in there. That's a football facility, but in the NFL, there's many people that are not involved at all at all at all in football that are employees of the Steelers and Niners, whomever. And from what I gather now, it's not like players and coaches are flooding the facilities. It's the people selling tickets and, merchandise and all the things that run an nfl business
0: that's that's a great point yeah and there's so many of those staffers that you don't even think about that are in a building right. for nfl teams um and there's so much that has to get going too and and re restarted and reshuffled for these organizations when they do get rolling so there it's a long process once this thing finally does get going uh I, i'm on the field i'm sure coaches are, are sort of ready for each plan of action and when they can get on the field and actually do some things. But yeah, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff and uh, the NFL is a massive, massive business. Each individual team is a massive business. So uh, there's so much that goes into all of this stuff and it's, it's pretty wild that they're able to, that the league is able to get everybody on the same page so quickly when things do change. So that's, that's yeah. fascinating to me how all of this works and, um, I mean, maybe I'm that's, shocked it's
1: been as smooth as it has.
0: Right, and maybe that's why Roger Goodell makes forty million dollars a year, whatever.
1: it is. Right, real easy to criticize mm, him, and yeah. oh, it's all Boo Goodell. Yeah. Like, yeah, you want that job? I mean, I'll do it for forty million, but and it's not. Uh,
0: yeah, how many people do you think Goodell has working directly underneath him?
1: I have no idea. I, I've never really even given that thought. You know, what is the structure? of, you know, who's his right-hand man? Who are the people close to him? Is there a successor that's logically in place? Um, How is it set up? You know, is it, uh, what branches directly report to him? I I really don't know how any of that works. I need a league office stuff.
0: You get a statement from the desk of Roger Goodell. I wonder if it's like, he's like, hey, Barry, I need something by 2.30. And so he gets a piece of paper in front of him. He's like, cool, I'll read this. Well,
1: Yeah, right, right, right.
0: Maybe, more Twitter Thursday coming. A whole bunch of good questions on deck. Uh, here we go. Here's a question about. Uh, he said, "This is William." He said, "ESPN's putting out their rankings on which teams had the best, worst off season." He said the Rams were 28 and Seattle 26, worst. How do you feel their off seasons went? As it really as bad as this ranking is saying? And I will add, is there a big enough window for the darling of this off season, the Arizona Cardinals, to jump? either both of those teams and throw the 49ers in there in the NFC West?
1: Hmm. I'm never fond of Seattle's off seasons. I'm never fond of their drafts. I'm rarely fond. I'm never fond of their first round picks. So I guess, I mean, I saw this bill barnwell's done it. It's it's right. It's been a four part series. He's ranked the off seasons one to 32. I have them all cut and pasted in a document that I'm going to read. I haven't yet. So I didn't know where any of them landed. My hunch is I'd have I'd have Seattle pretty low. I mean, are they better now on paper than they were a year ago? I mean, about the same. I always feel like I say the same things about them though. But they have Superman behind center and he makes a lot of problems go away, but they would not be high on my offseason list. Um Arizona would be and you we've talked about them a lot. I, you know, if I'm you though, I'm not looking at the Cardinals saying Boy, I'm scared of them this year. I mean, the Niners are still a much better team to me than Arizona, who just a year ago were, you know, it wasn't long ago. We were just saying, is that Kyler Murray guy going to play baseball or football? I mean, that was like 15 (laughs) months ago. You know, like remember where they were not that long ago. They're building the right thing and I like them, but I don't see double digit wins or winning the, you know, the the division or anything like that against such a good team as San Francisco. I think teams are, I think people are sleeping a little on the Rams. You know, they, they they didn't address their offensive line. You know, I think by cutting Gurley and not addressing their offensive line, which played better down the stretch, they're kind of telling you that they didn't think Gurley was himself and this line's better than you think. And I tend to agree with them. I think their offense will still be quite good, and they have big play guys on defense, and I believe in McVay. So I still think they're a strong team, a potential playoff team. I mean, uh, I, I always harp on if the rules were a year different, they would have been the seventh team and gotten in the playoffs, and maybe they win one, and everyone's talking about, boy, the Rams are still a powerhouse, who were in the Super Bowl two years ago.
0: Right, and we forget that they had a better record than a team like the Dallas Cowboys last year, and and they would have been the seventh seed in the playoffs. And this time last year, they were coming off a Super Bowl, and they were the team that everyone picked to win the division. So they could definitely be a bounce-back team, and it is weird that they drafted a running back instead of an offensive line. And I do have some questions about what's going on there with some front office decisions. I always hate the Seattle draft and offseason, and they always put up 10 wins. Uh and Arizona might not be ready for prime time yet. And Kyler Murray might not be, you know, the the third in a row year two breakout quarterback that is an MVP candidate like we've seen the last few years in Pat Mahomes and uh and um the guy we've been talking about from Baltimore, Lamar, who, uh, yeah, Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Lamar. I drew black <laughs> too. <but yeah. laughs> Lamar Jackson. Um but they're going to be annoying as hell to play. I mean, that's they're going to be that oh, team yeah. is like, oh gosh, I, I don't want to see Arizona on my schedule. So that division's crazy. But yeah, um, I, I might you even
1: agree with, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
0: I was just to say twenty eight and twenty six. That's even higher than I might have both of those off seasons because I didn't like what they did at all.
1: No, I, I really didn't either. Uh, you know, and again, all off seasons kind of look good this time of year. Oh, they picked this guy up; he's going to be a good player. Um, I bet you. 25 teams would trade their quarterback for Kyler Murray.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 Right now, I mean, when you
1: factor in age and especially contract, and you know, and so much, uh, I would rather have Kyler Murray than most quarterback situations.
0: That could go any number of directions. Kyler Murray could be like, Oh, yeah, well, he's not going to be a dude, or it'd be like, Oh, crap. Now we have this MVP candidate dynamic. Yeah. I, it would seem like that's the direction it's going, and uh, that's scary, man. NFC West.
1: i don't think people realize how good a passer he is
0: yes his arm and like it's i think it's the style and the fact that he is so raw too because he he played so little college football but man with cliff and and that's kind of the key too because it's the we talked a lot about this on the show it's the coach quarterback marriage and so not only do we not know exactly which direction Kyler Murray's career is going to go we don't know which direction Cliff Kingsbury's career is going to go and both of them I would be buying stock in right now with what I saw last year in and even how much Kingsbury's offense changed in year one he learned very quickly which I think is a good sign
1: yes and I I hope I don't offend anyone but because he's so athletic he's very very small and unfortunately the color of his skin changes one some people's perception and and they say well, he's not that accurate. He's not that great a passer. He's an athlete. He'll learn like RG3 did in Lamar. I don't see him that way. I think he's a great deep passer with every throw in the book. You know, you could see the baseball background, changing arm angles, um, touch, you know, drilling the ball. I think he just didn't get to show off how well he can throw the football because they couldn't protect last year. So they couldn't really go. To the intermediate and deeper routes. I have a lot of I think he's gonna be a star.
0: Right. More Russell Wilson style than this run first quarterback. Even
1: right, though he's very right. athletic, But he can do that, obviously, yes. which is, <laughs> you know, a great tool in the toolbox.
0: Mr. Wamptastic Tastic on Twitter wants to know who the coaches are that are on the hot seat this season. Who do you think are the most likely candidates to fill their vacancies? So two questions there. Who's the most likely coaches that are on the hot seat and who are some coaches that could fill those roles? Um That's a tough question. I'm not good on who would fill the role. Yeah, there's probably some dark horse candidates, guys like Stefanski, I didn't think that would get a a head coaching job over some other hotter names. Mm -hmm. But um, I know for the 49ers, I would be surprised if Robert Sala gets through the offseason again and doesn't get a head coaching gig if the 49ers have another really good
1: season. So that would be someone to look out for. Um, I mean, I'm kind of, if I just go division by division, I would say some teams that could that seem not likely, but certainly wouldn't surprise us if there's a change would be the jets in the East. I think the North will probably pretty, pretty safe. The South. I think, you know, Jacksonville is very worrisome. Some would probably say Houston, but I don't think ownership agrees with you. So you're out of luck there, maybe the chargers. I think the rest of the divisions probably pretty safe. So what's that two or three in the AFC? Dallas, Philly, Washington, and the Giants seem pretty darn safe, don't they? I mean, I know that people aren't as safe as I'm implying. How about Atlanta? I think that's probably mm-hmm. a 50-51. Um, Carolina's safe. New Orleans is safe. I think T-Bay's safe and let's say, a disastrous season. And I think Bowles is in place to be the successor there. Doesn't look like Green Bay's going to make any changes. I think the Lions absolutely could. I would think the Bears' seat isn't freezing cold <laughs> you know i mean they should yeah, be a little worried. that one
0: i think would be hotter and yeah. like that one's the one that gets really hot really quickly you're, you're right now yeah. you're like eh, and then all of a sudden okay yeah and you mentioned the falcons too they were on the hot seat already last year ended mm-hmm. the season strong which saves some jobs but that happens again i don't know if they'll get to the end of the season
1: right and you know to finish it out i think the vikes are safe and i think the west is safe i mean mcveigh's not going anywhere we talked about Kingsbury. I mean, I don't think Carroll's going anywhere, and then your guy's definitely safe. So, yeah. I mean, I named about five of them, and they'll end up being six or seven, of course.
0: Yeah, probably some shockers, and... Someone will retire. And maybe some of those teams that we think might be on the hot seat might turn it around.
1: Yeah, I mean, amazingly, I didn't say the Browns because I have a first-year guy that I'm fond of, <laughs> yeah. but how many times have we been down that road?
0: Yeah, and there's one-and-dones. I mean, that happens, too, and so right. maybe some hot name... Becomes available that a team really likes and they fire their guy. So, yeah, the NFL's yeah. crazy. Also, we just talked about it. A year in the NFL is an eternity.
1: Oh, again, talk about where was Kyler a couple, little bit right. ago? And oh, that guy The Rams to were pace. coming
0: off a Super Bowl and everyone's crapping on the Rams now. And
1: uh, <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, You're 100% so. right.
0: Let's see here. Okay, from Kevin, he wants to know about the Patriots' defense versus their offense. He says, with the Patriots' defense in Matt's top five rankings, what chances do you think it suffers? if the offense struggles and they're on the field too much, uh, much like the Steelers last year and the Jaguars a few years ago, defenses can't stay out there all day and be great.
1: That's a hundred percent true. And Belichick knows that though. I mean, I expect them to struggle on offense, no matter who's a quarterback, but I also think they'll play slow. They'll eat clock, let the you know game clock run down run the ball a lot, protect that defense. They're always one of the best teams in the league in special teams. You know, this year was somewhat of an exception, but I bet they do the little things well. They're not penalized heavily. They protect their offense better than any team in the league will because their coach is so strong. But you're 100% right. I mean, you're on the field that much, There's no doubt in today's league that the best offense is or best defense is less defense.
0: People are forgetting that how good the Patriots played when Matt Castle was their quarterback for a full season. So I'm definitely not even going to say the offense isn't going to be there for the Patriots this year, but I think the defense will have to carry them. And, you know, there will be a sliding scale for whatever Stidham's able to do. And if. Stidham doesn't win the job, and Brian Hoyer, who said that he chose the Patriots because they said they would, he would have a chance to compete for a starting job, if Hoyer wins the job, now you know you're really in trouble because Hoyer's not that good, and if if Stidham can't beat him out, then you might be in trouble, and, and like he can at least move the offense, I'm sure, but it could be a long season, but again... The Steelers last year went eight and eight. So how bad is it really if your defense is top five and your defense is really good? How bad is it if your offense is just is even awful, awful? Because like you mentioned, the Steelers at, at one point didn't have an NFL quarterback that they were throwing on the field.
1: No, no. And to me, that's a testament to Tomlin and Belichick. I mean, guys that have been around the block and can manufacture, you know, wins in tight games and play that system and understand their team. Has immense value in this league, and I always talk about my spreadsheet. And I added two more columns to it, and one of them though was what, on average, how many minutes during the game did these teams have a lead? And as you can imagine, New England was near the top. I mean, an average New England Patriot game, they were leading for 34 minutes and 23 seconds of the game. And remember, they start zero zero, and the clock starts right away. You know, when you're not leading, not coincidentally, the Ravens were and and KC were at the top of the league at like 37 and 38 minutes. But they have to kind of play that way though. I mean, we saw it with Baltimore. They got behind the Titans, and they're not really built for that. You know, so, you know, first quarter point differential is a thing I've been looking at a lot lately. And, you know, the the, the Patriots were scoring 7.1 points per first quarter and only allowing 3.1 so at the end of the first quarter every game on average they were winning by four you know like that kind of stuff has to keep up for them to be competitive and if anyone can make it happen or keep them in that mold i think it's belichick
0: we're out of time here good stuff thanks everybody for getting involved in this twitter thursday mailbag episode we'll do it again next week and we've still got some more questions that i think we might actually have to hit a couple of these tomorrow so apologies if we didn't get to yours we might get to it later appreciate everybody out there and we'll be back tomorrow do it all again right here locked on nfl